Welcome to the Attack Action Podcast with your hosts, the Battle Bros, Taylor and Isaac. What's up, Isaac? Just having a glass of wine on a windy, windy, blustery spring day. It Hell is a blustery yeah. day. It totally in is. These woods. I just uh, put on my coat because I'm cold. Yeah, um, quite a change. But spring's always like this. I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Well, spring is almost over. Yeah. Spring has almost sprung, as they would say. Okay. Well, we just finished uh, playing a fun game of Sealed. Totally. Don't spoil it. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, riveting. So, can't miss it. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, at some point, hopefully, uh, both of this podcast and that video will be out at the same time. If this comes out before that video... Look forward to our YouTube page, and we have a pretty fun uh, sealed video where me and Isaac open packs each separately and then uh, kind of talk you through what, what we're choosing and the cards and stuff. Um, and then we play a game. And then you to find out who's the top sealed player, you'll have to go watch it. I have a, at the top of the show, I have a confession to make. Oh. A surprise confession. Yeah, totally, which we did not talk about right before this. I guess that's what makes it a confession. <laughs> Lay it on me. Okay. I'm ready. So we've been hashtag shadow boys, right? AKA shadow bros. But uh, I've been playing quite a bit of Bolton. You played recently. with Bolton? I've been playing quite a bit of Bolton. Uh, and Yucky light hero. <laughs> my, my heart might be uh, leaning towards that side now well that's okay i'll hold it down in the dark <laughs> okay Whew. bolton is very cool though uh, i don't blame you i just feel so relieved to have gotten that off of my chest you know ah okay anyway moving on now um i have the notes here uh no shadow bros though <laughs> shadow boys <laughs> Okay, uh, some news. Uh, skirmish Season 2 is happening here in the U.S., um, which I have mixed feelings about. But it's a shorter season, and it's Blitz, and it's Webcam. Is that only in the U.S.? Because LSS announced Skirmish Season 2. Well, I mean, I guess it is over there as well. There's this, like, maybe not Webcam-based. Right. You could actually fucking go and... <laughs> Play in real life. Hang out with somebody. Yeah, totally. Other than your best friend, Isaac, or Taylor, you know? Even if one of them is a filthy light player now. <laughs> it's good. I'm just going to let that guilt eat you. <laughs> eat you away. Yeah, totally. Well, I just can't wait for you to like flip the table, losing to a different warrior. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that'll be annoying. That's going to be pretty fun. Um. Okay, so I have some mixed feelings about this whole skirmish situation. Um, right away, I think it's it feels too soon. I have not recovered from the grind of last skirmish season. Um, if I had known, perhaps it was going to be not a one of, I wouldn't have gone so hard in the paint. I would have, you know, just like uh, rode the pine for most of the uh, season. Yeah, take a day off. Yeah. If uh, if none of you nerds out there get that, those were some sports references. And uh, hopefully from context, you will figure out what I'm talking about. 
I've had one sip of wine. People can do both. You just got your sassy pants on. Feeling feisty. Don't sass our listeners. (laughs) Feeling feisty. Um, So, yeah. I am not looking forward to season two uh, grind-a-thon with uh, the skirmish season. I will be probably participating in very few. I'm also pretty burnt out on Blitz as well. Agreed. I might play in some skirmish events depending on... I don't know how, how my plans go, I guess. But I agree. I'm also, I mean, Blitz makes a lot of sense logistically, right? It's like more friendly for new players. You have to own less cards. You don't have to have your sideboard figured out. And when you're having like a timed seven-game Swiss webcam event, it's just like better in every way. Yeah. But we were talking about this earlier, and I feel, you know, it's like... The game feels like it was designed to be played classic constructed as it was, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, things feel more balanced and equal. Um, the game just feels, just to me personally, not like hating on people who love Blitz, but just to me personally, that feels like how the game is, you know, it should be. Um, Blitz has, you know, a few kind of balance issues. It just feels clunky in in certain ways, right? Like, for example, in Constructed, um, your equipment has to last a lot longer for the whole game, right? And uh, if you get to 20 health and you have your full set of equipment, you're probably losing your life lead or life total, right? Or if you've busted all your equipment, maybe you have a life lead, it's just kind of uh, abnormal to both meet at 20 health and both have all of your armor and equipment. And, um, you know, obviously armor shines quite a bit in Blitz for this reason. Um, and anyway, I digress. There's like a lot of uh, things about Blitz that to me um, have been a little bit frustrating, I guess. Totally. And all of those points are valid for sure. Um and it's not to discount any uh, like new players or anybody who's missed out on Blitz Season 1. You know, perhaps we have a bunch of new players. They got a webcam. They're like, sick, I can actually play. Um, that's really cool. I, um, I have this kind of later in the show, but we'll just talk about it now. Sure. Yeah. You're, you're being the, you're the note yeah, we're keeper. The, well, it's also our show, so we can do whatever we want, you know. No, no. We're also producers of this. Uh... <laughs> we don't have big podcast industry, the weight of it behind us, crushing us, uh, making us do things. Until um, we get bought out. Yeah. Um, but it, I guess it's also part of a bit of FOMO, right? Like the calling is a sealed event, right, in New Zealand and Australia. And so because of that, um, to get a lot of practice in, you you know stores can offer um or lgs's can offer sealed tournaments right and you could like grow your collection of cards that way you know by playing sealed in that sort of thing and getting yourself ready ready for the calling and learning the, the cards and the format and that sort of thing um yeah i feel like we really missed out um just on the whole monarch release could have been this you yeah, know, we be, could have been playing three weeks of sealed events at yeah. our local stores or traveling for it and like, you know, participating in tournaments and building our collection that way, yeah. um, which would have been really fun. Yeah, yeah, and totally. nobody's, I mean, COVID's fault, but... Um, yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. So it just feels like that that seems so much more fun at this stage in the game in my life. But instead, we have to go back to like just uh, blitz, you know, type of feels like you should just be happy you get to play and stuff, which I totally am. Um, but I was also looking for I just assumed there would be a constructed season after skirmish season. Yeah. And again, I understand that's logistically harder. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's what I was looking forward to that I just made up was coming in my mind. Totally. And now it's not. <laughs> yeah. But so anyway, um, and we can talk more about that when we get into our main topic, which I think I'm bad at like introing what the whole podcast is going to be about. Um, so I'm going to try to get better at that. But way to hang in there for the first nine minutes or so of this podcast. So today, before we get to shout outs, because I have two shout outs, um, we're going to be talking about Monarch. So we haven't talked to you, the listener, since before the release. So we've we've had our own sanctioned Battle Bros tournament. We've opened up a bunch of boxes and, and gotten to play over a weekend, a lot, some sealed and some draft. And then we got to play in our first Blitz tournament with Monarch Legal and that sort of thing. So we'll be kind of just navigating through our thoughts and feelings about all of those things and recapping you guys on the last couple of weeks of our fab life. So that's what today's episode is going to be about. And we're bringing back our signature segment. So, Oh, yeah. So you have that to look forward to. Um, also, welcome if you're a new listener. Um, listen to our previous episodes for context. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I would just assume everybody listening is just like... No, this could be your first episode. For a long time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So the... This is Taylor. I'm Isaac, and we are friends who love to play Flesh and Blood. <laughs> totally. All right, shout-outs. Uh, first shout-out goes to Don Ho, my guy. We just played in the the Lucky uh, 5K Blitz event or whatever. I think he was my last opponent. And he was just like, in, in these webcam events, right, if you're just like a cold, calculated person trying to get wins, totally cool. But it is way more fun when the person across from you is also having fun and is like talking, you know, you got, it's like realizing that there's a person there and that you're playing a card game together, you know? And so Don Ho was one of those really nice people to play against. Um, and he had this rad like tablecloth with just corgis on it. And as the listeners know, we are lovers of dogs. So he gets major points for that. Um, nice. Yeah, it was a great game. Yeah, I uh, I don't really get my board game itch scratched playing, you know, webcam over the internet. Because it's like, I love to play board games because you hang out with a bunch of friends and have some beers yeah. and just have like a great evening kind of regardless of who wins the board game or, you know, yeah. any barbecue or whatever. Um, yeah. There's a lot of great things about board games. And... A lot of times over the internet, um, you know, a, a lot of those like needs are not fulfilled. But sometimes when you're playing webcam and you're just like shooting the shit with each other and both having a great time, sometimes you still get that connection, you know, where you're just like sitting down with a buddy and yeah, playing a game. Totally. Yeah, like, and I, it's really cool when that happens. Yeah. Like uh, this past weekend, I had a great time just getting to visit with um, Jake uh who's like 
I don't know. He's like the chain guy right now in the U.S. He, you can find him just blowing up the RuneBlade uh, discussion channel on Discord. Um, Joker Jake something numbers, I think is his Discord name. Uh, sorry if I got that wrong, Jake. <laughs> but, I mean, I just had a great time hanging out with him after he obliterated me. Um, but he had a pretty dope setup. He had uh, from Adventure Time, Jake the Dog t-shirt on. And then he had like a nice little blankie on his lap to keep himself warm while he was playing Flesh and Blood. That's a pretty good Blitz equipment. I, don't <laughs> yeah. know. I think you're getting through that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but, I mean, he, he destroyed me. But we just had like a nice little hangout talking about, you know, Chain and Runeblade and, and uh, that sort of thing. So, so those things are important, I think. Yeah. And um, try to keep that in mind when you're playing online against randos. Um, my other shout out is to a new podcast on the scene, uh, the Enlightened Strike podcast or something like that. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> You'll find it. Yeah. Um, as as usual, we're like 60% prepared here. So yeah. Jesus. It's probably the name of the podcast. Well, I was like pretty <laughs> sure, wrote it down, and then now that the mic's hot and the lights are on me and I've, you know, I feel guilty about my light hero stuff. <laughs> I, I'm feeling nervous, um, but it's great. It's just like little 10-minute episodes. Um, his most recent episode, he talks about the legendary problem that um, Flesh and Blood has, um, which we might touch on that a little bit later and that sort of thing. But sure. um, he covers it pretty well um, and that sort of thing. So shout out to those folks. You got anything else you want to talk about, Isaac, before we get into this main topic? Um... No, I don't think so. Okay, cool. Great. I'm glad you actually considered it. Yep, nope, but fresh out. Went digging and came up empty. <laughs> so let's Wells run dry. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk about our main topic. Okay, so... Wait, what about... What's our sealed or the lucky skirmish? Oh, see, that's what I was going to mention is... Do you want to do this chronologically or reverse chronologically or... <laughs> Fly by the seat of your pants ology. Roll a die. Well, yeah. well, you said the main topic, so I was like, hold on. It's kind of all of those things. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. You put me on the spot here. Um, let's talk Let's <laughs> talk about it chronologically. Okay. All right. Sick. Good. Yeah. Good thing I gave you options. Lucky skirmish. That's reverse chronologically. You <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> God. I'm going to need a new co-host. All right. Go Colin. Ahead. Go ahead. Colin, you can't fire me. This is my podcast. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Chonning Man calling Chonning Man. Um, <clears throat> or Thomas. I'll take Thomas, either one. All right, main topic. So chronologically, so on release weekend, our LGS got uh, a crap ton of boxes, and we opened four of them. So we have our little battle bro quartet, uh, me and Isaac, Mitch and Troy, and we sat down and played... Uh, a lot of games. <laughs> a lot of games and opened up a shit ton of cards. Um, so how about you start, Isaac? What's your just like... So let's talk about sealed and draft, right? So um, how's it feel? How's it compare? What are your your hot takes, initial thoughts, etc.? Let's just get this ball rolling. Okay. Um, well, first of all, so we we were planning on opening four boxes. So we... We played two sealed mini tournaments 
right? Because that opens a box each with four of us. And then oh, yeah. we played Sanctioned two rounds of draft with the third box. Um, and then Troy had to leave, but you, Mitch, and I played mega bonus sealed. mega sealed <laughs> with the fourth box. So anyway, we got to play some sealed and some draft. And uh, this is definitely... So I've only played uh, maybe a couple magic drafts, but I've only played draft in like Destiny and like a little magic and uh, this game. Right, so I don't have a lot of draft experience, but this set for this game is by far the best um, draft experience I've ever had, or sealed, um, limited experience I've ever had. Mm -hmm. um, just because all of the characters are really interesting, and they all kind of have this, um, you know, mechanic or machine you have to build, and they all kind of suck <laughs> unless you, like, you get it going, you know, like... Prism's cards are really good, but uh, she has auras, which maybe you don't include, and she doesn't have any weapon at all, right? Chain and Leviah can just kill themselves if you pull the trigger at the wrong time. And uh, I guess Bolton can pitch one and swing for two at base. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like they're all just pretty bad base and then get really good. And the... Uh, I don't know. It's just the the creativity and deck building um, in draft or sealed is I I just found like really fun. Like you know, kind of whether I was winning or losing, um, it was just really fun to explore these characters and these mechanics. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> I and, and it's a really great these four heroes, you know, um, which I you know we've we've griped about how there's only four heroes in this set, but what they have done with them and turned it into like rock, paper, lizard, Spock, you know, how there's like a, uh, the classic children's game. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, you know how they all play off of each other differently. Bolton's thing. If he gets to charge, right. There's a lot of attacks that you have to block with now in like your best blocking ones potentially are the ones from your class, but then it pumps his, that, you know it just like turns on his whole thing you know what i mean um yeah and we just we just played a sealed game where uh oh no spoilers yeah well anyway um <laughs> you know some some heroes like uh you know brute you or like say chain for example you don't want to block with your non-attack cards if those are going to pump some of your other cards yeah right yeah um there's just a lot of little intricacies that you run mm -hmm. into where you're like, oh, shit. Or like Brute Levia can like pretty easily deal with Prism if you pull enough Sixers. Yeah. But those Sixers are like also what you need to function. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, you can meat axe them and burn through your deck also. But anyway, it's just, it it's definitely not as simple or as black and white as it seems. And you run into these. Yeah. intricacies yeah totally and then chain's the only one who does consistent arcane damage right you know so you got to be prepared for that without being prepared for it at the same time and then like you know levia maybe handles prism better but prism then like can really prey on bolton who doesn't have any big attacks um you know and can trade damage better and that sort of thing so just the interplay between the four heroes is really, really good. It that makes point. it makes you consider your sealed pool a lot more than you 
have needed to in the past. Like in Welcome to Wraith, it was just like, can I slap together a good Bravo? Cool, that wins. Yeah, I can draft Bravo and have blues and swing my hammer. Totally. Did I pull absolute garbage in Arcane Rising? Cool. Runeblade pile. I'm just going to take all of the cards. He's the only one with a weapon. Uh, Best weapon. I'm just going to win. Yeah, who cares what happens, you know? (laughs) So, and there's just like none of that kind of easier strategy in this. And because of that too, like the generic pool for sealed, like really helps round out your deck and makes things better. You know? Yeah. I found the generics, um, some of them a little underwhelming in terms of like collecting, but the generics in this set are really good for the sealed. Like you just throw a belittle minuism. What's the dominate one? Overload. Yeah, overload in there for like a side win condition. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and there's like pretty fun ones that get go again or dominate depending on what's, you know, what's going on. Um, but my only, maybe this isn't even a critique about the set, but it, it definitely seems that like there's kind of this order at base level on the difficulty to play each character. Um, yeah, a little bit. It seems like, like anybody can win for mm-hmm. sure, but it seems to be kind of easiest base to play Prism, hardest to p- play Leviah. Yeah, or I would, some, you know, and I would you agree with that. Push too. back against that, yeah. and again, it, that doesn't really take away from it too much. But um, uh, probably I played Leviah quite a bit, but I think less people played Leviah because you have to have, you know, so many things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, and to like another little wrinkle too is all of the majestic weapons. Mm-hmm. You know, how that just changes so many things, except for Leviah, right? Is like, so if you open Raiden and you have plenty of cards that charge or you get take, I guess Raiden is also pretty tough because it's like there aren't that many attack reactions and that sort enough of thing. Enough take flights though. Yeah, if you get enough take flights, then that's like so oppressive is yeah. to just like, Take flight, charge, Raiden for three. Take yeah. flight, charge, Raiden for f- free, you know. Um, but, like, if you get a Luminaris or a Dread Scythe, then it just bumps those heroes into kind of the stratosphere of next level. Didn't Mitch, was that Mitch that pulled the Dread Scythe yeah. and was going to town with it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like swing for three and deal an unblockable damage. Right. Basically. And for no cards. Yeah. I mean, you have to pitch a blue, but doesn't burn a card. (laughs) And yeah, then it like turns on every other card, turns on your shadow vice, turns on your rip through reality. Yeah. You know, all of that stuff. And this is something the other sets did not have was a majestic weapon that if you pull it really, or could up the potential of your character. Yeah, totally. Um, So that's pretty rad in this set as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'd like, so in terms of comparing sealed and draft together, I really enjoy sealed a lot more. Whereas in the other two sets, especially arcane rising, I like draft a bit better just because of the little combos you could get. And maybe it's just cause I was more familiar with that card pool, but it's pretty hard to evaluate packs 
in a draft format sometimes when you have like light shadow four classes and generics you know right like if your first pack say has a really good levia card and not a great shadow or light card or a great generic yeah what you know i mean you can pull an equipment and pass it or yeah. you can pull the levia and be stuck with it but it's just like it's probably just that this set is so new to us right like we yeah had never seen any of these cards but yeah. And what's, what's interesting, too, is the pack layout is different. You get your class cards, and then you have a grip of cards in the middle that are either talent cards, light or shadow, or generics. And there's, like, no set number on right. how many of those you get, you know, before you get into your, like, equipment and your foil and your two rares or whatever, you know. So, um, yeah, it just made it challenging. I think in draft um, with the four of us doing that compared to sealed sealed was a lot, was a lot more accessible anyway. Yeah. You know, and I mean just for, yeah, for learning the new cards and having never played with or seen them before sealed just helps because you get to lay them all out and weigh everything mm -hmm. versus. And it's still quite a puzzle, you know, like yeah. trying to figure out what generics go in, which set of cards is actually, better compared to another set and that sort of thing you know um it's just it's just really good they really uh nailed the um the promise of making a really great uh limited play format for monarch it's definitely the best flesh and blood one for sure yeah um cool you want to talk about the tournaments at all? Oh, that are like sanctioned Battle yeah. Bros tournaments? Uh, we can talk about it briefly. Um, yeah, so it went pretty good. I like, I was pretty into that weekend of cards and stuff. So I tried to do as much homework as I could, trying to like uh, study cards, think about combos, um, consume any sort of uh content about the limited format and that sort of thing and initial um predictions and that's and that stuff so um i was really looking forward to that weekend well and it paid off yeah i was the overall winner yep taylor took the cup home again again twice in a row i am um, now added into the hall of fame with mitch for two-time winner great job thank you um and really all that homework definitely paid off because i made like i made quite a few mistakes that you just learn really quickly playing that set right like um my first round i played prism because i was like duped because all of her cards are so good and i i had a couple dominate cards in there like i did have a win condition but i think i i didn't have a phantasmify didn't have enough spear you know i don't know um, and I went one and two with that deck. Um, just because it's, you know, I'm going to weapon if I don't have a huge combo, you know, it just uh, is not as good as it seems face value. And then I played chain at one point and uh, I had like, a, I had some good chain cards and I had quite a few blood debt cards, right? But I think that I did not have enough non-attack actions and enough things with go again in of themselves 
um, and just, you know, got stuck with rift binds in my banish zone and it yeah. was just a nightmare. Make a shackle, <laughs> play them out, but then you get more the next round, you know? <laughs> totally, uh, yeah. So there's like, I mean, you, you learn pretty quick, but there's definitely some like traps in this set. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's a great point. Uh, that there definitely are some traps and you always have to especially in sealed and draft i kept in mind the whole time was like how am i going to win this game that i'm about to play what cards allow me the most outs or the most ways to like win in that sort of thing you know um and i think only one time i went one and two um, and that was with Bolton, but I just had like really poor pulls for every single class. And um, Bolton seemed like the best at the time, but it was like pretty terrible regardless. Um, I think that was the round Mitch had like the Dread Scythe and stuff and just slaughtered yeah. everybody. <laughs> uh, but always I was keeping in mind like, you know, can I pull off a big overload play? Um, am I going to have uh, dream weavers with like warmongers into um, some sort of big attack from prism that has dominate or something like that, you know? Um, so stuff like that. I always kept in mind to know what my sealed pool deck was going to do in every in, in the games I played. Yeah, and it can be something like pretty simple, right? Like, um, I went three and zero in one of our little mini tournaments with Leviah with only eight sixers, but I think I had I had her specialization and like enough blues, and I had like another win condition, right? Where I had a convulsions and a I don't I don't remember what it was, but um, it doesn't have to be something crazy over the top. It just has to be consistently good and then one or two solid win conditions um because that deck was not like you know i wasn't like blowing everybody out turn two i was just yeah it was playing slightly better it was a weird (laughs) deck because you were playing like patient control levia and that's how you beat me is you just like blocked damage and just had value attacks and that was it (laughs) you know and it like totally worked and was like off-putting for sure um so yeah good job you but well well, not better job you thank you not good enough is that what you're fishing for (laughs) um but thank you anyway so uh yeah we don't we don't have plans for our next battle bro tournament but we probably should we're gonna play blitz oh the like pre-cons yeah oh cool sounds great we don't have to do that next but i think that'd be pretty fun that sounds cool yeah also, shout out to LSS for those pre-con decks. They're sick. Great nice. product. I haven't looked at mine yet. Oh, man, excited. it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I like everything they did there. Um, all right, so looking down the notes. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of all we have for the sealed and draft uh, bit, unless you have anything else. No, I don't think so. Cool. I just, yeah, it's great. Um, if you can play sealed over webcam, totally do it. Oh, I will say one thing I like is the pile strategy in this set does not work as well, no, right? No. Because if somebody builds like a killer blowout turn, it like outramps your 
hand of twos that can block or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it seems to be more important to have a 30, 34, whatever card deck than to just like draft all the cards and try to outlast them. Or yeah. like, you know, put all the cards in there and try mm-hmm. to outlast them. Just because all of the weapons are terrible unless you pull a majestic. Yeah. And uh, just having that, there's like quite a bit of dominate or quite a bit of big, maybe not even dominate, but you could play like a Dread Screamer into something, pop your hood of something else. Like I did that against Mitch and did like 18 damage or something, you know? Hell yeah. I think a deep, what, deep roots from Banish Zone. Oh yeah. Dread Screamer, deep roots, something. Yeah. yeah. It was sick. <laughs> That's awesome. But anyway, that'll like, you know, your pile doesn't help you there. So it's. Right. Um. <laughs> yeah, because we kind of found that out, or you and Mitch did. So w- with our last box, just open the whole thing and play with it. We did Mega Sealed. So we just each got eight packs. Yeah, there were only three of us left, and we wanted to open a box. So Yeah, and we wanted to play with them. So we just did Mega Sealed, which was eight packs. And both you and Mitch just uh, basically put too many cards in your too deck. Too many cards. There were so many cards. Because you had two extra packs, and you're like, well, I'll just fit these in. And then you guys both had like 40-something. And I kept mine down to 32 cards or something. And I just had like a leaner, meaner deck and smoked you guys. Or did Mitch smoke me and I smoked you? I don't know. No, I smoked you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I went one and two in that one, I think. Oh, no, I don't even remember because that was post. Yeah, it didn't didn't even matter. But yeah, yeah, so, so that was just like a slight lesson too is that you can't just go like, Every card that works, put it in, you know? Oh, another huge... Yeah, totally. Another huge trap that I always fall into is I'm like, I played Leviah next or last round. I'm going to play... I'm going to try Chain this round. Or, you know, like, I still play the cards dealt to me, but I'm, like, excited about the new cards and playing the new heroes or whatever. But if you're, like, if you're at an event and want to win, you, like, you have to play the cards you're dealt, right? (laughs) Don't be, like... Well, it'd be fun to play Bolton today. I don't know how many people out there do that, but I always do that for some reason. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, now I'll try this hero. And it's just like, you know, play the best deck you're given. Totally. Every yeah. single time. If you play Bolton three times in a row, that's like pretty boring for a sealed event, but you'll get the best record. <laughs> yeah. You know, if that's your goal, if you just want to play different heroes then play different heroes. Yeah, totally. But just know yourself, you know. Um, which is so funny because it's like both parts of your personality you're like i want to win but i also want to play this new hero you know well we only play two heroes each also so it's like i'll never play chain ever yeah except right now (laughs) yeah uh cool yeah all All right right. that's it that's all the points i got cool great um so then the week after uh, release weekend we started to kind of put the hive mind of the battle bro community together um, and try to like make some really good decks for this uh, armory event that uh, lucky gaming was putting on yeah i mean you and i tested for like a day and a half straight yeah I mean, in 24 hours, we probably played like 16 hours of Flesh and Blood or something insane. But, but we like pretty much only played against Tall Dorinthia, and I didn't see a single one of those in the tournament. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> it, it was 
daunting to try to figure out what the meta was going to be like and stuff. So, so yeah, me and you played a bunch of games. I played a bunch of games with uh, honorary battle bro Colin, um, the people's champ. Um, and I played some other games with some other folks. I can't remember who they are now. <laughs> uh, mostly just Colin. A blur. It was a montage. They, that part got cut out. Oh, yeah, totally. So just imagine me like playing Isaac, Isaac playing me, us playing people on webcam and stuff, and just montage through that. Um, and we just... A week was not enough time to kind of crack open Blitz with these new heroes. Because that was kind of our goal, was to try to get the new heroes power level up leveled up but was also pretty tough because you know the amount of product you have to open to guarantee that you get all of the majestics for the class you want to play was just uh too high you know so i wound up playing chain me and colin worked on a chain deck kind of together we kind of had different variations and it was okay it was just okay, <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, yeah, I I did terrible. I went two and four this tournament with Levia, um, which is the worst I've done at a event ever. <laughs> but that's fine. I was tempted to play brute, um, just because you know maybe uh, pulping in brute just gets better. I mean, that deck's pretty good, but. Uh, I just had played Brute like the whole past skirmish season, you know, and I wanted to, I kind of underestimated. Um, so testing, I just played Leviah, trying to learn how to play that deck and how to beat Tall Dorinthia. And um, I mean, I like lost three games straight in a row or something. <laughs> um, and, but then the the last game we played, I think I barely lost, but I was like getting there with the rhythm on like how to play and combat Tall Dorinthia. I wasn't like there to, I hadn't arrived at beating her every game, but I like got to the point where I like understood the matchup, right? Yeah. And um, another deck we thought might be there a lot was Prism because Prism might, you know, pummel Dorinthia. Yeah. Um, and I'd played Mitch a few rounds with his Prism deck. Um, but, so, so there, there is a flaw in our testing though. Is Mitch is like never gonna play a meta <laughs> deck? Like he's playing Talishar Prism. Yeah. You know? So uh, it's just gonna be way different than. And you can't like also pick up Mitch's deck and play it because you have to be Mitch to play his deck. Yeah, because it's tricky. Yeah, there's just like, these. <laughs> These weird lines of play that you've never thought of, but he knows and yeah. is planning on it when he sits down and you're like, takes uh, you by surprise. Like, this player. is weird. Yeah, totally. Why are these cards even in here? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, they're for this play. And you're like, oh, huh, that is good. Kind of genius. Weird, though. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah, and like with Leviah, it's definitely not a gimme against Prism, but I also got to the point where I f felt like I could beat any Prism players I came up against. Um, but I kind of underestimated uh, the learning curve with how to play that deck, right? Like I got, I learned a ton and got pretty far, but just didn't realize how far I needed to go still. Um, Leviah is just hard because to have any sort of advantage with that character 
you have to be playing her cards that banish cards out of your graveyard, right? Like, that's your only character ability, your only advantage, right? Is, like, your cards have slightly more power, but you need to banish cards out of your graveyard. So you need to, like, block, swing your club or meet at, you know, whatever, fill up your graveyard, and then flip the switch and go aggressive. But as soon as you do that, like most characters, right, if you have kind of a bad draw or they have a killer turn, you can give them the momentum and block it up, right? And then look for your next window to take the momentum back or have your fire hand. With Leviah, if you've shifted gears into aggro mode, your blood debt's going to kill you <laughs> if you take a turn off. So you have no you know, opportunity to just say, oh, this is a terrible hand, or you know, my opponent's on fire. You you have no choice. So um, just learning how to first kind of slow play and chip damage and you know get your footing, and then when to you know break your husk, shift gears, and then go on the offensive, and then close out the game without them ever being able to you to to pressure you enough to have blood debt kill you or kill you was just like i mean i sound very serious right now this deck's a <laughs> ton of fun to play it's like really cool but um that's like uh it's it's very it just feels like very difficult to learn um which you know i look forward to putting in like months of reps with leviah and like making it good but um especially in blitz it's like pretty yeah, I just wasn't quite there. So and then so every, you know, matchup it was like, okay, now I'm playing Guardian, which I've never played before. I don't okay. <laughs> you know, learn on the fly and then now I'm playing this and don't. But, yeah, it what the hardest part was was trying to make the meta call. Like we we had a ton of discussion about that. Like is it going to be people are going to want to play new heroes out of those new heroes who are they going to play? You know, are or is everybody not going to have enough cards and is just going to play like old heroes with maybe a few new updates and that sort of thing? And um, it was kind of a mixed bag. Yeah. You know, I think it was definitely more people just played what they were comfortable with well, ra rather than people trying out new heroes. Because I figured that there was going to be like kind of two tiers of players, right? There was going to be one set of players who was like really trying to get top eight so that they would probably play like Dorinthia and Ira and stuff um, just because they know those decks are good. And then the kind of rest of the players would be playing new fun stuff because they didn't they don't care about actually their placement. But that was like kind of not the case, it seemed like. You know what I mean? In terms of like the overall field, it seems like it was a, a bit more competitive than I thought it was going to be. And people were, the fact that you don't know how to play your new hero as well as someone who knows how to play an old hero is a big disadvantage, I yeah, found. You know? Definitely. And it showed because Kingsley won the whole tournament with yeah. his tall Dorinthia deck. Um and like the only change he made was like putting in two command and conquers just in case he played prism. Yeah. Um the uh two chains made it to the top eight. Yeah. And like chain's definitely the new hotness, which we'll probably touch on a little later here. Mm -hmm. But um it just showed that like 
you know, despite there being a Kano and two chains and like a pretty varied top field, which was very cool. Um, just like the expert pilot still won with this very good deck, even though, you know, maybe Kano or maybe Prism or maybe Chain beat Dorinthia. Um, you know, like piloting one out. It was like yeah, too like soon. in a vacuum, right? It's like yeah. it's like a week old. Yeah, nobody's had time to collect all of the cards or play test enough. Yeah, you know, totally. So, it was an interesting tournament and an interesting experiment. Um, I think also we like you know half-assed our like week of testing, <laughs> you know, as well. Yeah, like I mean, we didn't spend all week testing. Yeah, we could have actually just gone balzania that week and tried to figure it out and that sort of thing which i think we're getting on the verge where we're gonna just do that so we can just fucking win a tournament (laughs) you know what i mean um but it's so hard when you're men of many hobbies as we are yeah and like have a homestead and it's springtime yeah totally (laughs) yeah have like adult things to do all the time and uh like have wives and stuff um not to say they're holding us back at all just saying like i have other priorities i'm also not married yet oh right but that which is <laughs> well you have no excuses my girlfriend then. doesn't listen to this podcast anyway <laughs> nice um all right i guess that's that's kind of you got any closing thoughts on that tournament or anything it's just it's very exciting that the meta is so wide open that like like we talked about prism probably beats dorinthia and chain is so good um which you know if they knock dorinthia out then it makes room for who you know whoever chains weaker to or prism is weaker to um there's definitely a huge meta shift happening or maybe happening i'm calling it (laughs) not positive yet but um it just it's like too soon yeah. We like didn't really fully see it yet. Yeah. Um, well, and in the U.S., our meta moves so slow because we don't have any actual competitive events. Right. You know what I mean? And because any competitive event is online, it's the same players playing the same players. Yeah. You know? So there's no kind of like, I don't know, isolated kind of regional or local metas you know where it you know if this deck is really popular then somebody built this other deck to beat that deck you know and have had this like counter to the counter situation that's like a little different yeah i mean it's just like yeah a smaller pool of players yeah even if the the players playing online are very good Mm -hmm. but it's just a yeah but yeah with, with, with no real actual competitive season or or anything just the meta moves so slow for us you know in the u.s so um we have that to look forward to (laughs) um but also kind of segues us into um kind of what we've been talking about like you know at the beginning of the cast we talked about how we're kind of burnt out on blitz and that sort of thing um, we're going to be focusing, I think, a lot of our time just on the classic constructed game. So with, hopefully with there's heroes. somewhere for us to play that format. <laughs> yeah, that also. Which is the format, but... Yeah, I mean, um, that's, I think, just such a different 
feel in the game right now. Like uh, before Monarch, the difference in Blitz to Classic Constructed is like definitely different, but doesn't feel as, I don't know, in my face different. Like uh, Chain Classic Constructed versus Chain Blitz is like a way different animal. Same thing with Bolton and stuff. Like you can really feel how piloting skill and flesh and blood theory, right, is really, really important in uh, classic constructed. Like you got to set up turns. You got to be mindful of cards you pitch. Um, you have to understand uh, the plays your opponent is going to have, like those sort of things in classic constructed. Um or, like, or these heroes shine when you have like all of those like tools under your belt for playing and that sort of thing. Does that make yeah. sense? I feel like yeah. I explained that poorly. I know what you mean. It just it feels it's like a longer chess match where you play your whole deck. Well, kind of too. Like that's the other interesting thing I'm finding out is that like our classic constructed games, you know, with no timer sometimes go, you know, hour fifteen, hour and twenty. With these new heroes, it's just like, that's just not what's happening. The games are fast. They're like, you know, f- max 40 minutes or like 30 minutes. Because with Bolton, you just like don't want to block. You have to fucking charge your soul. So that takes the whole <laughs> card. So you just take damage. And then you have this like huge turn where you've like charged and deal all this extra damage and stuff too. So that the game has like really sped up. Is what I have been finding and gotcha. playing. I, I haven't played much classic construct. I did play. I played one Levia versus Warrior game because I forgot my Azalea deck at your house. Oh, so right. on the Covenant, yeah, evening, <laughs> which I lost five to nothing. But um, it's pretty interesting. Um, I think Levia's power level. Well, I don't know. It's too early to say. Yeah, maybe in Blitz, but like I'm more confident in Constructed. But I always am because my brain just plays Constructed better because yeah. I like that longer. Yeah, that longer game. Yeah, totally. So us just being burnt out on Blitz and wanting to explore the game to its full breadth and the new heroes to their full breadth, we're going to be like, I think, focusing a lot of our playing on Classic Constructed. So definitely, you have that to look forward to from us. Um, uh, and then with that too, we ha- we're talking. So we're in the uh, which they're about to start. I think a new uh, month coming up. So Team Covenant puts on like a classic constructed like little armory event every Tuesday night, which you got to sign up for and stuff. I think seating is limited, but you might be able to get in in the next month. I'm not sure. The next month being June, but. Uh, that being said, what we are going to do to kind of spice that league up a little bit for ourselves and gives ourselves a little bit more focus is at the end of every month, we're going to play one hero over those four weeks or five weeks or whatever the month is and kind of make iterations on it and be testing that one hero for that month and come with a, a, a deck at the end of it. That's a little bit more polished, and we're going to make a little YouTube deck tech video about each one. Um, so at the end of May here, slash beginning of June, 
on our YouTube, we should be all have a, a Bolton Raiden build for everybody that I have been fine tuning. Going Raiden, no sabers? Not yet. Nice. Yeah. Going Raiden first. Raiden's fucking nuts. <laughs> that card's so cool. It's it's crazy. I mean, I know there's the downside of if you're on your heels, you you can't do anything. Yeah. But it's just crazy when like it seems like out of nowhere where you're like take flight and then Raiden and then pump it. So then you come in with like Raiden for five and then Raiden for five. Yeah. Just seemingly out of nothing. <laughs> yeah. That card's really good. <laughs> it's it's nuts. Like, you know, two. I need two resources a turn maximum. Yeah. You know. Which is pretty insane. You can do some like pretty crazy stuff where you can do like uh, take flight and it's your fourth card in your soul, which is kind of a lot. And then you can play from Arsenal, uh, Beacon of Victory, choose zero, go get Celestial Cataclysm. And then you still you have four cards in soul, so then you can play Celestial Cataclysm. And so then it's for seven, go again. And then follow up with like Raiden, like, that's a pretty easy play to pull off, you know. And then you still have a card left in soul in case, you know, you for whatever reason, for the next turn. And you just did uh, 14 damage and it took you a resource. It's insane. <laughs> it takes you a lot of cards to do all of those things. But um, so, yeah, you have that that to look forward to in the, in the coming weeks. Is Very my, cool. My deck tech on that. So. Um, and then we'll see what Isaac comes up with for June. That'll be his thing um, that um, he has coming. I've been playing Azalea. I'm actually 2-0 with Azalea. But um, I don't know. I'm like really tempted. I like want to unlock Leviah and really love playing Azalea. So I don't know. Excellent. <laughs> we'll find out later. Yeah, totally. I mean, and there's like different builds like... You know, my next one might be Bolton with Sabres, Bolton with Dawnblade, Bolton totally. with Hatchets. You know, who knows? Um, just to not get your guys' hopes up that it's just going to be a bunch of different stuff. It could just be, you know, some sort of anthology of Bolton right now since I'm a uh, a light lad. <laughs> you also play Chain. <laughs> I do, but I'm just so psyched on Bolton. <laughs> Hashtag light lads. <laughs> um okay well so we're at about an hour isaac is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we get into our signature segments dead air is really good too so yeah take, take your time thinking about <laughs> I hope this. you guys can hear the wind the the oaks are like really really ripping around right now um no i was just trying to think of uh, anything else i wanted to discuss yeah about the new heroes or Monarch. No, I mean, I, I would love to talk more about the meta, but again, it's just not not developed yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll, see what we'll happens. talk about that next episode. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Signature segments then? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <clears throat> so if this is your first episode um, or you listen to all of our spoil season episodes, um, we, we mentioned we wouldn't be doing our signature segments. So usually we have four segments. That we do at the end of the episode. Um, and the first one of those is pick, pass, pray. And so the idea is we're in, excuse me, a draft scenario. I'm going to give Isaac 
three cards and he's going to say which one he's going to pick first out of the pack, which one he is going to pass on, and then the third one, and it doesn't have to be in this order, but then the third card will be one that he prays comes back to him for his potentially second pick. Hopefully that makes sense. I'm ready. Nice. I didn't even have to ask. Okay. <clears throat> so we're going to be drafting Monarch. Here are your three cards. All right. First one is Brandish Red. Ooh. It's a generic attack action. It costs one, pitches for one, attacks for three, defends for two, and it says if Brandish hits, your next weapon attack this turn gains plus one. Go again. All right. That's your first card. Second card is Captain's Call, red. Costs zero, pitches for one, defends for two, is a generic action. It says, choose one. The next attack action card you, with cost two or less, you play this turn, gains plus two. Or the next attack action card with cost two or less, you play this turn, gains, go again, and then this card has go again, okay? That's your second card. Third card, Rally the Rear Guard Red. Pitches for one, cost two, is a generic attack action, has two defense and six attack, and has an ability that says, once per turn, instant. Discard a card, Rally the Rear Guard gains plus three defense. Activate this ability only while Rally the Rear Guard is defending. So then it would defend for five, potentially. So, Isaac... What is your pick? What is your pass? What is your prey? Dang, this is a really tough one. They're all red, right? They're all red. You're going to pick Brandish, Captain's Call, Rally the Rear Guard. I think, I don't think this card's very good outside of Limited, but I think I'm going to take Captain's Call because of its versatility. Um, oh, very cool. You know, there's even like Leviah cards, chain card that just giving something go again can be really good. Um, I really love Brandish, but um, because it forces blocks, but it also kind of, it like pumps Galaxy Black to two or like a hatchet to three, which are blockable with one card anyway. Um, so while forcing blocks um, with the current suite of weapons, it's uh, a little less good, maybe. Um, when you first said Brandish, I thought I was going to pick that first. But I'm going to pick Captain's Call. Not okay. a very good constructed card, good limited card. Um, helps with Shane, helps with versatility. And I'm going to pray Rally the Rear Guard comes back around. Um, mostly for the... If this is my first pack, I don't know if I'm building Leviah. Right. I could, even though that's the toughest. Or it can be a sideboard against Prism. And also, I mean, its ability is all right. Yeah. Not the worst. But, you know, it is It is a two for six also. Um, not, not the worst card. All right, let's all hear right. it. What's wow. yours? Gosh, um, we... Um... We just don't have any parody in this this <laughs> one because the, that would be my exact same pick. I'm learning. I'm getting better at draft. <laughs> um, yeah, like Captain's Call. I mean, it's 
for me, it's really between Captain's Call and Rally the Rear Guard. Like, Rally the Rear Guard helps you really defend, which you really, really need, you know? Like, turns any two block into a three block. Turns any zero block into uh, a three block, which is, like, pretty huge. Um, and, be- and then it also defends against Prism. It helps turn on uh, Leviya as well. Um, it just has a lot of uses in the red slot. And you can attack with it. Two for six is like on curve. It's like pretty good and limited, you know. For sure. Yeah. It's a really cards, it, for six. It's a really, really good card. Um, but the fact that Captain's Call is just a little bit better um, in terms of its versatility. Now, I think the downside in Captain's Call is that it blocks for two. Yeah. Right? And it's a rare, so you might it, it might be the only one you have in your deck. You know what I mean? So it becomes a really valuable card and it is because it's red is like not very flexible. So if you get caught on a turn where you like don't have the momentum and you draw Captain's Call, one of your more powerful cards, um, you might not be able to get to use it. You know? Right. And then it's like a suboptimal card and is a suboptimal pick in that way. But its upside is that it turns on Bolton's ability. It also gives go again for any class, which is really big for Leviah. Um, free go again and chain is really good, but you could just fucking banish it. Um, and it, I mean, it even gives go again for most, like all of Prism's attacks. <laughs> You know, Enigma Chimera for eight, go again. Totally. You know, it's pretty insane. Or, yeah, or it can just, in a pinch, pump something for free. Yeah. You know? And I I picked the red one particularly just because it's like Leviah has plenty of two-cost attacks. Yeah. Prism has plenty of two-cost. Even the, like, heavier hitters, you know, it still, like, works in a lot of scenarios. Yeah. But I think I've talked myself out of it, and I'm going to pick Rally of the Rear Guard first. Oh, nice. Yeah, totally. I'm glad I talked about it. But I am praying that Captain's Call comes back around. Gotcha. And really, I wouldn't be too upset if I got Brandish. So it's it's really more of a, like a pray, pick, pray, pray situation. Brandish is sick. It's Because yeah. for two cards, you, you like pitch a yellow, swing with Brandish for three, automatic go, like the auto go again so good. Yeah. Swing with your weapon, then it's like three and three for two cards. Yeah. Or it's, whatever It's it is. pretty nice. The red one is pretty nice. But it's definitely, I think, the weaker of the three. Yeah. And I put it in there to try to bait you into picking that first because you like that card. Um, so great job. All right. Well, that's pick, pass, pray. All right. Now I'm going to uh, maintain priority here and go into our next segment. There was some parody, though. You did choose Rally the Rear Guard. I know. I thought I wasn't going to because I was like, oh, crap. Captain's Call is like too good. Let it talk it out out loud. Totally. Excuse me. Sip wine of, break. Sip of wine right there. Okay, so our next segment is what flavor is it? And since there's no guest, we're um, we're doing things a little bit different. So I'm so bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you three flavor texts from three cards from Monarch. Two of them are real. One of them is made up. And so you're going to tell me which two are not only real but also what 
category they fit into. So, uh, and they can be broad. So you can do warrior, light cards, shadow cards, runeblade cards, right? Something like that, or generics. Those are all on the table. So I guess it's four, five, six, seven categories that they could come from. And then one of them is made up. And so I'm gonna read those to you and then you're gonna tell me which one you think is which. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, hopefully that makes sense at home too. Wait, so what's the first thing I have to do? You don't have to do anything, but I'm gonna give you three and you're gonna tell me uh, either A, B, or C is made up or A is a shadow card, B is a uh, something out, a generic card. And then oh, okay, so for two of them. Two of them are two real. Out of the cards, I have to choose the category. Yeah, you have gotcha. to choose what category right. they come in. And then the other one you have to say is made up. Okay? Yep. <clears throat> so here we go. Your first flavor text is, sometimes a hands-on lesson is the best approach. Okay. <laughs> Here's another one. When blood runs in the streets, they come out to feed. Okay. Third one. They hear the distant echoes of a rising storm and knew that their days of peace are numbered. So, do you want to hear those again? Or are sure. you ready? Yeah, I'll hear them again. <laughs> okay. Uh, I wish you guys could see the look on Isaac's face. as he's I did not read really enough flavor text in preparation <laughs> for this. Okay, from the top. Sometimes a hands-on lesson is the best approach. Next one. When blood runs in the streets, they come out to feed. Third one. They hear the distant echoes of a rising storm and know their days of peace are numbered. So, Isaac, which two are real monarch cards in what category are they in and which one is made up okay um i'm going to say sometimes a hands-on lesson is the best approach is generic okay um I'm making note of that the come out to feed one is made up okay let me hear the third one the third one is they hear the distant echoes of a rising storm in no that their days of peace are numbered. I'm going to go with light. Okay. I'm making note of that as well. <clears throat> the results are in. You got one out of three correct. Woo! Woo! I'll take it. Yeah. So you got the made up one. Gotcha. I thought I was going to bait you in and say that was a shadow card or something like that. But uh, sometimes a hands-on lesson is the best approach said by instructor... Merlin Riviera from the card Illuminate, which is a light action. Then the Storm and Days of Peace is Seek Horizon, a generic attack action. So you got those just mixed up. Dang. Totally. But that's why I chose them because they were. That's hard differentiating tell. between light and generic. Yeah. But Some of the light ones. Uh, Good quotes. You didn't want to choose the Enigma Chimera one or something? Yeah, that one was too obvious. Totally. <laughs> I, I think it's not real. Try and pet it or something like that. Interesting note, though, there's way less flavor text in Monarch than the other sets. Because all of Monarch cards are packed with text. 
Yeah. You know, it's like phantasm. Let me explain that on this card. No room for flavor text, you know. Got it. Bolt in or chain, both tons of text. Tons of text. Essays on even, every card. Even certain Leviathan cards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Leviathan as well, actually. Yeah, anything with blood debt has to explain blood debt. So you can't put any flavor text on there. <laughs> yeah, then all Prism's cards have like a hit effect and phantasm <laughs> and something like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. So it's it, it, it's a little bit more challenging. But the generic ones are, are pretty good. So great job. One out of three, 33%. Thanks. You know, if we were shooting uh, three-pointers in a basketball game, that would be, like, average and acceptable. Thanks. Yeah, totally. So that's the silver lining <laughs> to that. But anything else? Nailed it. Anything else, it's pretty bad. Um, okay, so then we have two segments from you, Isaac. So one of our segments is a game from the closet. Oh, right. Okay, so uh, I'll try not to make this too long-winded. <laughs> Who cares? But, um, it's our podcast. That's true. And we're like short on time this time around. I mean, in terms of what we normally Just do. Just comparing to two, other episodes. Two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Getting over an hour is fine. Okay. My game from the closet is one that you guys have all heard of. I'm going to pick Dungeons and Dragons. Whoa. Woo. Cool. Um, because, so I have never... I really like role-playing games and uh, fantasy and all kinds of stuff like that. But like video I, games, you mean? Yeah, and yeah. and board games. Oh, okay. But um, I've always kind of preferred like a game with some sort of structure. You know, like I really like chess, right, or something like that, where you choose to uh, out-strategize your opponent or um, things are a little more concrete. Um, however, during the past year. Um, in this pandemic, I've had a like I've had it really good, honestly. Like I had a job past the past summer and um, was able to play Flesh and Blood with my friends and all that. But um, after about a year of being in the pandemic, it like started to, um, you know, just weigh on me to some degree. Again, my life's been very great, but um, I always try to have some you know, large or small sense of adventure in my life, you know, um, I guess we don't talk about this on the podcast much, but you know, I like to like, uh, I like to travel. I like to go climbing. I like to go snowboarding, um, you know, diving, like whatever. Um, just something besides like chores and work. Right. Um, and, uh, I, found after like such a long time of doing so well, I was like really missing kind of a sense of adventure. Mm -hmm. And um, we uh, started playing a Dungeons and Dragons game, which thank you for uh, dungeon mastering. No you're, problem. You're a great DM. Thank you. Great job. Um, which I am and was like really, really psyched on because it was just like a chance for like imagination and fantastical adventure and like you know these things i was feeling were a little stifled in my life right so uh you know uh not doing a whole lot and out of nowhere dungeons and dragons comes in you know gives me a grand fun you know carefree sense of adventure again which was like really cool at like a pretty clutch time um so if you're uh, hopefully we're coming out of the pandemic as more and more people get vaccinated and the, you know, COVID cases wane. But if you were 
you know, feeling similarly smothered in any way or like lacking the spirit of adventure. Um, and kind of weren't into D and D before like me, um, you know, that's like an avenue you could explore for those things that you may be missing. Totally. That's okay. great. That's my pitch. That was beautiful. I loved it. Thanks. Uh, I hate to tell you, though, in our next section, uh, there's going to be a pandemic in our D&D. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I like how magic powers have been turned into a dire wolf. Yeah, it is. So I'll be fine. Well, you'll find out how terrible it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was, yeah, that was great. Um, I think I cried a little. Oh, good. <clears throat> the wine, a lot of wine talk. Okay, our last and final segment is Riddle Me This with Isaac. And I'm up again. We should stagger him next time. Yeah, totally. That's why I asked you. But, uh, should we do this differently? And you were like, nah, it's fine. Like, and right. well, you're welcome to weigh in on this one as well. But oh, here's, okay. my, here's my question. Um, Riddle Me This is for Rise Above. Mm. Right? Because, so they've been making and playing this game for a really long time now. And like know what they're doing. Right? Remind me what Rise Above does. So... Uh, it's a defense reaction, red, blocks for four, costs two. But instead of paying its cost, you can put a card from your hand on top of your deck. And there's like all these great scenarios where, you know, you're playing Leviya or Reinar, you know, whatever, with the meat axe. And you play Rise Above, defense out of Arsenal, put a sixer on your deck. Next turn, swing the meat axe for, you know, five, dominate one, or whatever. Um you know, with a chain, you could put something on top of your deck like a seeds that you could banish or uh, something that even gains a benefit from playing out of your banish zone, right? Um, or with Azalea, you could, you know, play it out of your hand, put an arrow on top. So you have a take aim in Arsenal, Arsenal any card, you know, dominate eight right. next turn. Um, the list goes on and on. Uh, but during my one game of testing so far, I put one in my Azalea deck and it like almost lost me the game. <laughs> just because I didn't have, I don't know if I didn't draw it with an arrow, but it's just like you draw it and if you're pressured too much, it's like too clunky, right? It becomes two cards blocked for four. Um, and part of my biggest question about it is, you know, if it only cost one, like a tunic counter, which is a heavy price to pay in of itself, could at least pay for it. But being a two-costed card, you can't even pitch a red or use a tunic card. It like costs two cards no matter what, yeah. right? Um, and so there's all those dream scenarios, but has anybody found this like consistent engine to make it actually function where you, know, you have two of it in your deck and like most of the times you see it, it's worth it being there? Right, because it's competing with like Fate Foreseen or Sink Below, which are free block for four effect. Um, so maybe I was just a little tilted because of my like one play test where I like almost lost the momentum and therefore the game because of it. But um, for further testing, but again, you know, they LSS clearly knows what they're doing. Why rise above? you know <laughs> yeah what's going on with that yeah it's a good point because like on paper right you look at it and you're like well it's just way below curve because it's you're you're losing two cards you know to block a single thing you know and yeah. if it's an attack for seven use a card from hand 
then you use rise above from arsenal and put a card on top you know that's two cards from hand now you only have two cards right for your next turn even if you play it at arsenal it's still two cards yeah and again with chain you know if it's a seeds or whatever great doesn't matter maybe buys you less blood debt to take but when you draw it and you don't have the seeds in hand then it's yeah what are you supposed to do yeah yeah totally um that's a good riddle me this um it just it seems you know they have fates and sinks and I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. also kind of the polar opposite of sink below. Yeah. It has the same water cool. rise and sink yeah. theme. And uh, I think really they, they left the good defense reactions for the majestic defenses. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Although I, I don't think uh, Shadow Guardian is very good. I do think Soul Shield is really good, though, for light heroes. You know? Yeah, definitely. But anyway uh so uh shoot us an email or send us a message on facebook or that sort of thing um with your thoughts on that card if you have them you know don't don't say i will do that later if you have thoughts about it right now open a new tab or yeah or pull over the car come on (laughs) yeah totally or dictate to your robot Slave, slave on the brakes. <laughs> yeah, and and send us a message right now with your with your hot take. Um, you know, uh, we love to hear from you guys. Again, we we would like to open up a fifth segment where we uh, answer listener questions, but we just don't have any questions. So, uh, oh yeah, send us some fucking questions. <laughs> Sorry, aggro. No, totally. I mean, yeah. We appreciate everybody. Like, we've got, like, some very heartwarming, awesome emails, you know, and we've got, like, uh, attention on Facebook and, you know, Instagram and stuff. It's just nobody sent us a question. Yeah. I I, I guess it's because nobody... Uh, actually, shout out to our boy on uh, Instagram, El Rojo. He's always hitting me up with, like, hey, is this a cold foil? <laughs> you know, just, like, what a sweet guy. Love that guy. Um, keep it up my friend but um, my theory here is is that we actually don't sound like any sort of experts or uh, are good players um, so nobody really feels like <laughs> we're an authority so that they should ask us questions I mean I got two wins in my last split <laughs> I mean, not even, I, mean as, I mean I got three so you know um, well, for, yeah, but you could just ask us, like, you know, what what color did you paint your house with? Oh, yeah, I don't totally. even care. Yeah, it doesn't have to be flesh just, and blood just related. Just ask us something. Yeah, totally. And then we'll have the segment. Then if nobody asks again, we'll just, you know, nix it until somebody asks. Yeah, totally. Maybe we should get, like, a call-in special voicemail for them to, like, leave messages or something. We could start bribing. Like, I could just have, like, <laughs> the noises of my dog doing tricks for, like, three minutes. Oh, yeah. Until somebody sends us a question. Yeah. You know, and then we'll replace it with that. <laughs> you know? I didn't know where you were going, but that's so good. Oh, man. Okay, love that. Uh, maybe we'll start doing that. Okay, uh, last thing before we get out of here, and it is our segue into our plug. So, like we said on our last episode, we have now started a Patreon. So, this is also an action item to our fan base we have no good ideas for 
benefits for the different tiers of donations, right? Right. We have we have like, a couple things floating, but we want to hear what you guys want. Yeah, like you what know. you think, like within reason, like Lamborghinis for everybody who's like a tier one uh, Patreon supporter is not realistic. No, you have to be tier six for that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Which is you have to be hundred thousand dollars. You have to be those fools on the internet who are like oh out of one box i pulled two libraries pretty crazy <laughs> you know now i bought a lamborghini you know or whatever. we're just not those guys so <clears throat> no lamborghinis for you but um if you have like ideas within reason for the different tiers um for benefits and that sort of thing um let us know and um we'll work on that but as of now our patreon uh, the link to it will be in the description for this episode and future episodes. And we would love it if uh, you guys could, um, if you felt so inclined to uh, have a little monthly subscription for us, that'd be really good. Um, it'll help pay for our RSS feed and um, we can upgrade things in the podcast. Like we can get two microphones and uh we could get a, maybe like a new camera and tripod for making videos and that sort of thing you know we will just be able to produce more quality content with your guys's um support if you've um can do that and feel like that's that that this podcast and the x amount of hours we have done um has any sort of value to you. And of course, like the podcast is going to remain ad free and no paywall free to you. So you don't have to be a Patreon subscriber to listen to the podcast. Like it's always going to be free and that sort of thing. It's just, if you, um, you know, like what we do and feel like you would like to see it grow, then, um, check out the Patreon. Totally. We would very much appreciate it. And I, I said this last time, but, uh, you know, it, it does take quite a bit of effort, you know, like meeting up, doing our homework, um, you know, editing, uh, buying the equipment, gas money, like all this stuff, you know, we, uh, you have all of your plans and work and everything like that happens in a month. And then we, uh, you know, take quite a lot of time and resources to, again, like prepare, do our homework, like take travel take time to like do the thing itself and then edit and like all this stuff um which like taylor said nope it's always free no paywall dude if you can't afford it don't give us money but if you again if you enjoy it and like listen to us you know um like any little bit would help out quite a lot yep totally and then also hit us up even if you don't plan on supporting us at, at all. But if you have cool ideas for different uh, tier benefits, um, let us know, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're into uh, having sweet prizes. Yeah, We're totally. just like unsure what people would want. Yeah, and uh, that's just not where our strengths lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is like prize support or whatever, you know? That's just not, you know, we're just like, two really really handsome charismatic dudes <laughs> and usually people just give us shit for free 
So we're, <laughs> that's not true. I mean, part of it's true, but the other part is not. And you'll have to figure out which part is or not true. <laughs> but anyway, enough about the Patreon. Um, the rest of our plugs and shit is that uh, you can find us on Gmail at the Attack Action Podcast, Instagram at the Attack Action Podcast, Facebook at the Attack Action Podcast. Um, we're on Fab Foundry. Yeah. Fab uh, Foundry affiliate link. Le- or if you use our affiliate link, it helps us out, which yeah. I know is like uh, annoying and one extra step. You can't just go to Fab Foundry and then enter our code and then have it yeah, help you us out. The link. But it, I know it's like kind of a one extra step, but it just like takes one second. You yeah. just like go to our cast, click the link, and then you're shopping instantly. Yep. And it, it does help us out. So it's worth your three seconds and, you know. Yeah. And we get paid like one cent and it, it adds up. You yeah, know? totally. So super great. Um, and it's a great site and on it is really cool. And he puts out also really cool content. Um, it's pretty fun to have him just like he just put on his YouTube video cracking packs and tracks, you know, and he puts on some like cool music and just like open some stuff and talks to you it's really nice um so yeah and then uh we do have one apple podcast five star rating um sick thank you yeah totally pretty sick so keep that up go if you're listening on apple podcast just like rate and review it helps us out by reaching a broader audience Um, And then all of that, like, you know, trickles into different spots and stuff. And then, as we've said, we're on YouTube, too, at the Attack Action Podcast. So, and there should be new content coming out with those. Did you mention Instagram? I did, I think. I'm actually not on Instagram. So if Taylor's just using our Instagram to talk (laughs) shit about me, somebody, like, email me. I do have access to that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally not talking shit. I'm totally not. That would be so well, beat funny. Isaac again today. Yeah. Attack Action Podcast update. <laughs> kick the shit out of Isaac again. Once again, kick the shit <laughs> Oh, man. That's great. What a good idea I should have had. Maybe I'll start a third account, you know, and it'll be on the it'll like backup account, but it'll just be all. No, that would be mean. <laughs> all right. I think we've done it. Um, we made an episode. I think this is. This is a perfect pod. Once again. Once again. Nailed it. Number 18. Is this episode 18? Really? We're almost 20. Great job. Yeah. Hey, you great job. All right. It's getting weird. As it does at the end of our episodes. I know. We could. I don't know if that's like the best part or the worst part, but we could have a more succinct outro. I know. Totally. Where we have like a nice little call sign out and. And other stuff. We do have outro music now, though, so that's pretty good. Yeah, totally makes up for all that. Yep. (laughs) Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye.